The Chargers had a chance to pull off a big upset on Sunday night football against the Ravens, but once again, the Chargers offense came up short in a crucial situation. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. As always, guys, thank you for making us your first listen, especially after another, you know, terrible loss by the Chargers, another close game that gets away from them. Make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got tonight? Well, it's talking about the Chargers' latest loss. It's the the loss to the Ravens, uh, twenty to ten. And uh, we got to talk about how the defense actually showed up, and the offense is the one that kind of let us down in this game. I mean, obviously issues on both sides, but the Chargers kept it close, like they've done all year. But also, like they've done all year, they failed in the critical moments that led to another loss. And that's going to be the big takeaway in this one. The narrative continues, right, for Justin Herbert. But this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Terms and conditions apply. David, same thing, different day, right? Same BS, different day. That's just yep. kind of how it is with this team. Chargers fall to four and seven. In a game that could have been a blowout, right? Like the, the Ravens are a really, really good team. And, of course, the Chargers keep you just close enough to go ahead and rip it away from you. And it, we have to start with just the Chargers coming up short in another crucial moment offensively, which was the key theme early on in the season, right? First two games of the year, you have chances to go win the game and can't do it. And throughout the season, when they've had these games against these big teams, the offense has come up short, like even in the first couple of wins, right? Like you had late defensive takeaways that kind of sealed those games. And it was something that, you know, Kellen Moore had to deal with in Dallas. It was something, you know, he took a lot of heat forward to the Cowboys in late game situations. But David, the Chargers would have, I think, signed up all day long for, hey, you're down three, just under three minutes to go left in this game, and you can go win it with your offense, your stronger side of the ball all season long, right? Even against a really, really good defense. And this is how it went. I mean, I hated the fact that it started with a negative one yard run to get it to second and 11. That drove me nuts. Yeah, but shoot they, me. They gained 17 right after that, though, right? Alexander Erickson ends up getting a, a nice play, and it kind of erases that. But yeah. then the very next play, Alex Erickson, who, I mean, we'll talk about this at some point, the just lack of firepower the Chargers have offensively. Alex Erickson is the guy you're going to late in games with Jalen Guyton, another guy that, you know, probably wouldn't be sniffing those moments if the Chargers were healthy. But he runs the wrong route, right? Justin Herbert trying to point incomplete, second and 10. You get a four-yard Jalen Guyton reception. This is where things went wrong and, and totally just miffed me, I guess. It's just third and six, a designed throw to Austin Eckler, who had no separation and couldn't bring it in. It was a contested catch for sure. But, like, what is that play and why are you running it to a guy who has struggled with some drops in recent weeks, had a fumble in this game, and is just like, how is it not too keen now? Or just something that has multiple options on third and six, right? It, Staley said later they did have another option, but that was the play. Justin Herbert threw it to who he was supposed to throw it to. It goes and hits the ground. Fourth and six. This one's the worst. You allow a free rusher again. Offensive line, you know, and the protection breaking down in crucial situations. 
Chargers allow a free rusher. Justin Herbert, I mean, I watched the replay. By the time that guy got to him, nobody was even turned around yet out of this receiving core. Like, nobody was even into their route yet. And then he just, you know, basically throws it away while getting hit. And then another late game situation flies out the window, David. It's so crazy that we're talking about these same things happening in so many of these games. Why is the protection breaking down on fourth down again? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, we saw this the first game of the year. Okay, it's the first game. Got it. Understand. Sure. It, you know, you just got started. But now we're in week 11? Week 12. Like, yeah. Week 12? Why is this same thing happening? You know exactly what the defense is going to try to do to you in this situation. You know they're going to send as much pressure as they possibly can because they've seen time and time again the Chargers offensive line not be able to pick up the blitz when you absolutely have to have the protection the most. They have let down Justin Herbert multiple times and it's kind of hard to put it on the quarterback in that situation when, like you said, the receivers weren't even turned around by the time the defender was in his face. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of seeing this over and over and over again. How can you watch the tape in these situations and not have your best pass protections already set up so you can really allow success? It just doesn't make any sense. It's insanity to me. Yeah, well, and I mean, he had Austin Eckler on his right side, the slot blitz came from the other side i don't know why you know they obviously didn't see it coming uh, you would think hey austin Eckler, you go take the guy that has no one blocking him right like in that situation you just can't allow a free rusher and if you do and if you can't block everyone and they're bringing more than you can handle it better be the hottest route of all time like at yes. least give a receiver a chance to you yeah know, make it after the catch or whatever but like it's just to have it happen like that was pretty symbolic of the frustrations we felt all season long and it just sucks in this one because we got a really unexpected, uh, excellent defensive performance. I mean, obviously there were some lapses, but I mean, compared to what we've seen from this defense, that's a great performance that defense had. That's an excellent performance. I mean, especially coming back from, you know, g giving up a 300 plus yard game to Jordan Love yeah. the previous week. Uh, to this week, you held a team that had scored 30-plus points in five straight games to 20 points yeah. to two touchdowns. and I mean, to three of four of 13 on third down. Like, the Chargers actually got off the field on third downs today. Like, it was a, a miracle, honestly, yeah. to see that. But, of course, they can't really play off of each other and the defense was really kind of hang out hung out to dry in this one i mean they did absolutely everything that they could to keep the chargers in the ball game i mean uh, yeah they were you know had a couple of beneficial calls but so did the other team okay yeah we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah too. we'll talk about that later i mean but I'm, David, definitely you would have got taken a 20 pick. points yeah and I'm, david, oh my goodness, david has points. something yeah for the officials later on in the show i, I do let him but 20 points to the ravens i think you sign up for that every yep. single day of the week you especially taken. on sunday that is a fantastic performance when they were taking much much better defenses and shredding them like to kingdom come before yeah. this football game yeah and the offense disappeared against a pretty good defense but you just can't have it happen the way that it did but yeah for the defense to hold them to 20 Right, Khalil Mack, two sacks, forced three punts, two turnovers on downs, forced three field goal attempts. Like, that's how you go beat a good team and a good offense. 
But yet again, with the Chargers, you know, a chance to keep your season alive, you fall to four and seven. Just an incredibly tough season. A team that's allergic to playing complimentary football. The offense plays great. The defense gets shredded. The offense doesn't play well. And the offense, the defense looks great. Like, it's just, it's a Jekyll and Hyde act with this team all season long, David. And it's just, there's no excuse for this team to be sitting 11 games in at four and seven. And it just sucks that we're having these conversations. And the Chargers feel like they're not even in contention for the playoffs. And there's still a month and a half left of the season. I mean, it's such an embarrassing performance from this this entire franchise this year. Yeah, agreed. I mean, with the expectations that they had, with the amount of money that was spent on both sides of the ball, like I mean, with, with the contracts that you uh, overextended, you know, basically by yeah. you know kind of kicking the can down the road a little bit uh, by restructuring them, all the moves that you made, all of the expectations that you had, all the excitement that you had in the beginning of this year completely gone because you cannot have any semblance of playing a full 60 minute football game against a quality opponent. You just can't do it. I mean, the facts are the facts at this point in time, the chargers are a bad team. They're just a bad football team. Yeah. They have good shining qualities. They have players. They have some really, really good football players on both sides, but this is not a team that is a good high quality football team. They're just not, they there's yeah. a collection of talent that have been unable to put that talent together with a combination of bad coaching and bad playing on the football field. It has all come to a head and another example with the chargers playing in a lost season. And it sucks, David, because we've covered lost seasons, right? And there's always been, you know, reasons for it. And injuries always play a big part of it. And I do think that the talent on this team, whether it's, you know, we can't tell how good these guys are because of the scheme or whatever it is, is probably overblown because there's a lot of guys you, you we would call talented that probably aren't producing to what they should be doing. And, and, you know, young guys that haven't been able to step up and fill the void. But it's just crazy, David, because I think offensively, as much as I'm frustrated by them not doing more, like I think one thing that was very apparent in this game, like, they didn't have enough firepower, right? And that falls on the general manager, the you know, the whole front office. Like you have Alex Erickson. This is the Michael Bandy game, right? Like yeah. Justin Herbert only has basically Keenan Allen to work with. So we're going to talk about that and much more coming up right after this. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Do you know someone that could use a job? Do you know a, a business that could potentially have an opening coming up soon? Well, you need to tell them about LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs, the biggest thing that separates them is the quality of the candidate. Getting a quality candidate is huge, right? I mean, we all know if you want to end your season in style or your year for your business, you want to make sure you get the right fit because it's so important. And one bad fit can really disrupt the rest of the organization or your business in this case. So the way LinkedIn does it is simple tools like screening questions that make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Like I've said last week, right? Sometimes the ad reads have a way of really coming together in the perfect way. This time of the year can be a lot, especially with the holidays around. I know it puts me in a weird headspace mentally. The charges obviously aren't helping. And I've actually talked to my therapist about the Chargers. I've talked to my therapist about Brandon Staley, right? Like I truly have because this is a team, obviously, is such a big 
part of my life. But therapy, especially this time of year, can really help you out so much. I mean, not only being able to unload and unburden yourself and really, I think, take trivial things like talking to people and family that you haven't talked to in a long time and compartmentalizing them and giving you coping skills so you're able to deal with it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lockdown. All right, David. Well, I, I think we should stick with the offense here because the offense was definitely my biggest frustration in this game uh, it, because I expect so much more from them, right? The defensive performance we got today was a nice surprise, but for the offense, man, it, it sucks because for Justin Herbert, the narrative's going to continue, right? Not a, a big-time quarterback, not a quarterback that comes through in the clutch, and, and it sucks because the Chargers as an entire offense today let us down and let their fans down really. But one thing when I look at this offensive performance that kind of sticks out to me is just, I don't think they have enough firepower to go up against a defense like this. Like the offensive line wasn't good. The receivers weren't good outside of Keenan Allen in this game. And even he had a big fumble. Right. But like, and when I look at this, David, like Jalen Guyton, especially coming back from a serious injury that he had, he's in a below average NFL starter at this point, right? He would have been wide receiver five or six on this team in yeah. a healthy season, right? Yeah. Quentin Johnston isn't an NFL starter at this point, right? And in this game, he got hurt, had to get his ribs checked out, I believe is what Brandon Staley said. Brandon Staley also said it was a coaching decision not to put him back in the game, not a medical staff decision. So that means Quentin Johnson got benched in this game, pretty much, right? Like reading between the lines, that's what it seems like from the outside looking in. He was replaced by Alexander Erickson, right? A journeyman, a special teams player, mostly throughout the NFL. Austin Eckler is not as dynamic as it used to be. You're missing Josh Palmer and Mike Williams. Biggest drive of the game, you have your Michael Bandy slash Alex Erickson going out there getting snaps. <laughs> and you have a total regression of the offensive line. But, David, like, I think the Chargers offense, even though they should have done better, got outclassed in this game. I mean, besides Keenan Allen, who else on this offense scares you, right? Like, Nobody. I don't know they, Yeah. And, and, like, it's one thing if you have a really good offensive line and, and are a little bit subpar in the skill position players, right? It's one thing if you have really, really good skill position players and you don't have an offensive line, there's ways to work around all that. But when your quarterback in one receiver that John Harbaugh is saying at halftime, right, is getting I'm double the teaming lot, him a lot. Like, I, I, I think this is, you know, obviously injuries have taken a, a big, made a big impact on this. You're not expecting to miss your second and third best receivers, but you need to get more to your first round pick. And of course, this game ends with, you know, Zay Flowers getting two touchdowns in this game. But like, I just don't think they have enough firepower offensively, David. And just I think it showed up a lot in this game. No, they don't. I mean, hey, they they, they tried. OK, I mean, they, they tried to get the ball to Darius Davis a couple different times. That didn't work out at yeah. all. Um, they they tried to, to get the ball to Austin Eckler in the passing game. That only went to five catches for 31 yards and uh, a fumble, uh, by the way. Uh, another Bad fumble, fumble too. in a second well, I mean, let's talk about that, David. game. You have, I mean, it's four turnovers. It's really three turnovers, right? I'm not going to hold the Justin Herbert interception yeah, yeah. before halftime. It doesn't yeah. matter. But three fumbles in this game, David, after the fumble that you had last week, right? And just the drops and fumbles, like, it's just terribly sloppy. Like, and that's how you lose these games. Like, that's yeah. a big part of it. I mean, you can't you can't turn the ball over three times against anybody. I don't care who you're playing. I don't, I don't care if it's the, the Patriots who we're about to see next week. Or if it's the eight and three Raven number one seed in the AFC Ravens, you absolutely can't do it against them. 
So you you turn the ball over that many times, you are putting your defense in a very, very bad spot to have to try to dig you out and try to, to pick you up. And to their credit, more often than not tonight, the defense did do that. They yeah. were able to keep you in the game. But it is catastrophic failure when you cough up the football against a team like this. You don't do that, the Chargers probably win this football game. Like, that's how impactful these turnovers are. Yeah. The Chargers can't have it. I mean, the margin for error going up against a team of this quality, of this caliber, is so small. You put the ball on the ground that many times, you are going to lose. So it's not a surprise that that's what we saw tonight. Yeah, and, and I think it was, you know, a kind of a step back after two pretty good performances by Kellen Moore. Uh, and, and I, you know, I truly do feel with what he has to work with. Like everyone talks about, you know, when they're talking about Justin Herbert, who I thought was fine. It's not like yeah. he's emailing guys in these situations. No. Right? It's not like he's, you know, making bad plays. Like he just he's got a ton of pressure in his face. But like from the outside looking in, it's just like, it's always going to go on him. And it just going to, it drives me nuts, man. Cause it's like, yeah. I don't know what else he can do. And for Kellen Moore, like, it sucks because we, you know, can't really love as much as we should the play he had on third and 17, right? That was, that was pretty pass spectacular. To Keenan, Allen, Keenan Allen, who ends up throwing it back to Austin Eckler, who just barely gets a first down. Still has a perfect completion percentage. Yeah, man. I mean, I guess it's a lateral, right? So I think, I think yeah. those yards go to Herbo. But I, I, it just sucks because, like, I thought you had a really, really good game plan against the Packers and against the Lions. Like, obviously, they should have put up 30 easily last week without oh, all yeah. the drops and everything else. And then the Lions, you put up 38 points you got to be able to find a way to get more than 10 points, even against a really, really good defense. The offensive line, Daniel, it has been really bad this year. I mean, they yeah. have give, given up a ton of pressure. They have gotten worse. I mean, I think unequivocally. Yeah, it's still another, no running game, too. Yeah, right? another like new new thing. system. I get it. But, yeah, there's absolutely nothing in the, in the running game. Very little put. Very little push, a lot, still a lot of negative and short runs, which is just putting that much more pressure on a passing offense that is basically Keenan Allen and then a bunch of other other guys. I mean, Keenan yeah. Allen went crazy. Another hundred yard game for Keenan Allen on fourteen receptions. Okay, fourteen receptions on sixteen targets. So literally, Keenan Allen was the only one that really did any kind of you know positive things on offense for the chargers in this football game. And it's just not enough. I mean, when you know who they're going to throw the ball to and you can only move Keenan around so much, you got to have somebody else to step up and make some plays. And yeah. Gerald Everett made a couple, but it's not enough. I mean, they, they, yeah. you know, they definitely don't have enough firepower, enough, enough firepower. Keenan Allen's like, help me please. Yeah. And it's, it sucks. Cause I wish they would lean into more targets for Gerald Everett. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, he, it, Good things happen. He, you know, powered his way into the end zone in a huge moment where he was short of the goal line and found a way to force his way in with grown man strength. Love to see that, right? Yeah. But besides that, he wasn't really a factor in this game. Like, Donald yeah. Parham, not really a factor in this game. Like, Gerald ever had the big play early on, had the touchdown, but yeah. it, he's just not a big enough part of this offense, especially, you know, when you have targets going to Quentin Johnston, who's not coming through. Like, the Darius Davis thing, I feel like now when he's on the field, it's just a given. Like right. everyone kind of knows what his route tree is, which is getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage. And it's not hard to kind of pick that out. Or like he's not yeah. beating them with regular NFL receiving routes. Right. So you want to yeah. get him involved, but everyone kind of knows it's coming when he's out there. So it's just, 
a lot of frustrations. The offensive line isn't good. Like, and Corey Lindsley obviously has been such a huge loss. And I think you Massive. realize it so much more now with how much other players have regressed. How much he covers up. And it's like, well, I mean, hopefully, you know, his condition is something that maybe isn't career ending. We haven't heard anything about that. It doesn't seem like he's coming back this season at all. But like, you, it's hard because you don't. You have to have him out there, and, and you can't afford to keep paying him if he's not out there. But yeah. you see what a difference he makes. Like it makes you want to pay him more because, like, I mean, they were so much better with him. But this offensive line has totally regressed, and I think that obviously hurts Kellen Moore, hurts Justin Herbert, hurts this offense, and it really, really came to a head in this game where, I mean, the coverage was just really good too. I mean, there were certain times where Justin Herbert just had to hold him the ball. So like, the Chargers just got outclassed offensively in this game. The Baltimore defense was too much for them. And they didn't help themselves out by shooting themselves in the foot. You know, Keenan Allen fumbles. Austin Eckler fumbles right before halftime. Justin Herbert strip sacked. I'm just, you know, Trey Pipkins getting beat. But was Jadavian Clowney offsides? I mean, there were so many missed calls in this game. And David definitely has something for the officials. But we're going to talk about the guys who should be talked about on defense that gave the Chargers a chance in this game. Like Khalil Mack, who had a monster one in this one. And feels like it'd be a big part of the 2024 picture. And we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. With Prize Picks, you just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. The more entries you hit on, the more you can win. And if you hit on six of them, you can win up to 25 times your money. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select players' predictions and discounts them 25% to provide even more value. So instead of Keenan Allen maybe needing 100 yards, which he gets every single week, it feels like. You would only have to get 75 yards. And the other great thing about Price Picks is the Price Picks reboot policy for your entries, where you actually can get rebooted for injured players who leave in the first half and don't come back in the second half. They're the only daily fantasy site that does that. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL for your first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Promo code LockedOnNFL for that deposit match up to $100. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. David, let's talk about the Chargers defense, who I think, you know, it's funny because I, you know, a lot of people are still going to call for Brandon Staley, but I think, you know, after a, a good defensive performance, that probably becomes a little bit tougher, even if you could say, hey, it's your team and this team can never get on the same page offensively and defensively. But, of course, this defense, you know, when each of us picked them to give up, you know, close to or more than 30 points in this game, really showed out. I mean, three points they gave up out of the 20 were on a Chargers turnover, a fumble, right? Another Chargers fumble, they actually pushed the Ravens out of field goal range and kept them off the board. And then the last seven points come on a drive that if your offense is successful, probably is never happening, right? The Chargers were down 13 to 10, had a chance to go down and win the game. I don't think the Chargers are giving up a a 40-yard run if they're, you know, up in this game at the end. If they're able to, you know, tie the game or even get a touchdown to lead it. But Khalil Mack, man, like what can you say about this dude? He really put the defense on his back in this game and it was... Fun to watch and also sad to watch because you're wasting, you know, a, a prime year from Cleo Mack at 31 years old who is still showing he can still do it, and he made a ton of big plays in this one. Yeah, I mean, Cleo Mack's looking around like, where's everybody else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I out here by myself? Am I, am I playing defense? I mean, my goodness, Cleo Mack was unbelievable tonight. I mean, against the run, he was running from across the formation, <laughs> making tackles. Like, he was playing like a man possessed. I mean, he was getting all yeah. kinds of pressure when you know that he's the big guy, right? You know, he's the guy that you have to try to block, try to have to keep away from Lamar Jackson, and they really couldn't do it. I mean, he was in Lamar Jackson's face, constantly chasing him 
all night long. This was a vintage performance. And after 13 sacks now for Khalil Mack, I mean, we got to start thinking about, you know, probably bringing Khalil Mack back. I mean, this guy has played out of his mind. I don't know how many more prime years he has at this level of performance, but, but it feels like he has at least one, it, and he's only under contract feel, for one, right? It so. sure does. It sure does, and it, it's been really, really fun to watch, although it's been kind of sad to watch because he hasn't had any real help. Yeah, and it, it's sad to watch because he's doing it, and you'd think if you have you know, a defense that has a great defensive-minded head coach, right, and that has a player doing what Khalil Mack's doing, that the results would be a lot better. Obviously, in this game, you got a really good result. I mean, the Chargers defense, you know, basically allows seven points in the first half and three points in the second half, you know, before the Chargers, the final driver, they're down by three with a chance to go win the game. But two sacks, a forced fumble, a tackle for loss. It was great. It was great to see. And I wonder how much of the Chargers defensive performance was because of some of the big changes that they made, right? In the secondary specifically, Michael Davis was benched in this game for Dean Leonard, right? Leonard actually was getting picked on early. It gave up a touchdown to Zay Flowers where it looked like he had help in the end zone. Yeah, Yeah, it looked like he thought he had help. It was a play action. The rest of the defense got sucked up near the line of scrimmage, whatever. But Jalen Hawkins getting some snaps early in this game defensively at safety. And it seems to be in place of Dean Marlowe probably because he was like the third safety on the field. And Jasir Taylor getting benched for his song Bassey, who, you know, had some good moments in this game too. But like, I mean, the end result you can't really argue with. I, I mean, I think you still struggle with a lot of the same things on the perimeter run game and guys being able to make tackles on defense. But like, at That's least you sure. saw guys making plays on the football. A lot more plays made from this secondary in this game. You're not just not just as many like wide open dudes for chunk big plays. They're much better stopping explosives in the passing game in this one. And I think the changes in the secondary at least had some effect. But why did it take so long? You know what I mean? Like you waited till four and six kind of to make some of these big changes. That's what's in my mind. I mean, that's what screams in my mind is why are we sitting here now? Yeah. Finally with you making adjustments in your secondary when they got flamethrowed all year long from any somewhat competent offense that they went yeah. up against. Okay. Starting and the really yeah. good ones, the really good ones went crazy on you. Yeah. Went, you know, racked up over, over 500 yards and you couldn't stop any number one wide receiver not to save your life. But now, all of a sudden, after losing to the Green Bay Packers, then you make decide to make some changes and see how it looks and see how it works out. And what do you know? It actually produced somewhat of a positive result. So yeah. it's just another one of those things where you saw an opportunity to adjust, but you did it way, way too late. Yeah, and there's still things, you know, the Chargers defense didn't do well. Ravens run game. They have the best run game in the NFL. I've gotten 200 against a bunch of teams. 35 carries, 197 yards, 5.6 average. I mean, the one that hurts is the Zay Flowers one at the yeah. end. That's what boosts the numbers in this. The Chargers did it. The, thing, the good thing about the Chargers defense is they gave up some big plays, but in the big moments, they still came through and found ways to get off the field and force field goal attempts and force turnover on downs. So, like, they had, you know, the run defense wasn't great, yeah. obviously, you know, but I think the biggest thing was just not being able to get that takeaway, right? Because yeah. in a game like this, when you're going up against a really good team, the Chargers gave the ball away three times. You need things to kind of even out a little bit on yeah. the defensive side. And now, David, three games without a takeaway from this defense is just unacceptable, right? Like, you just can't you can't do that. I mean, in their fumble luck, right, they just can't get on top of a fumble. They forced a couple of fumbles the last couple of weeks. Sante Samuel Jr. drops what may have been a pick six, 
probably changes the entire game if he pulls that in, right? Like, I, I mean, the Chargers would have had the lead, I think, at that point, or, you know, so I, I, if they would have got a pick six, I don't know. Six interceptions in 11 games isn't good enough. But, David, we only have a little bit of time left in the show, and I have to give you the runway because this game turned from the very beginning on the first drive of the game uh, when the Chargers were driving. Justin Herbert gets blatantly hit late out of bounds. Blatantly, right? Jamari Sawyer goes to defend his guy because it was a blatantly late hit. Jamari Sawyer gets 15-yard penalty. The Chargers don't get a penalty from the Ravens' defense on Justin Herbert, right? They, they totally missed the late hit, and you go from a first and goal inside the five-yard line to a third and 19, right, where you basically have to punt. And even on third and 19, they had it marked as second and 19 on the sideline. Like, David, the officiating didn't cost the Chargers this game. I don't, You know, there's a lot of other things, but, like, God, was it really, really bad. Was this a high school? Was this peewee football? Like, where were the these officials? Like, have they ever actually officiated a, a game at any level? Like, these guys were horrible. And, like, yeah, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and, and make those type of excuses because, you know, you got to go out there and win the game. But these guys were awful. They missed several really, really yeah. obvious calls. Like, how can you allow a defender to just grab hold of your of a receiver and hold him all the way down the football field and that be okay? In what world? In what world is that allowed? Yeah, like, Jalen Guyton to temp. Well, the funny thing about that one specifically is we see Patrick Mahomes do that all the time. Jalen Guyton wasn't open. Justin Herbert was throwing in that direction to show the referees, look, this dude's getting blatantly held. Can we get a flag and a first down from this, right? It ends up turning into a punt. But, David, it, it wasn't just that. I mean, it's that – the late missed call, right? The field goal, right? Missed holding call on Asante Samuel Jr. gets yanked and totally flipped around on a 48-yard field goal. That should have been a 58-yard field goal attempt. For real. Obviously, as we saw, Justin Tucker can miss field goals sometimes. He's That's human. not a big you know, thing. What about the fair catch interference, right? Darius Davis back there gets hit in bounds, but after uh, calling for a fair catch, obviously, nothing. just like crazy. Clear and Clowney obvious. Looked like he was half-yard offsides on the play where he strips Justin Herbert on that one multiple false starts missed in key moments and and you know the Ravens got a couple of really bad spots on their offense officiating crew was trash period. it was all around bad yeah like it, it, there there was gripes on both sides but like man you go back and look and it's just like seven or eight you know game-changing plays in the sense of like hey you're in, either incredibly hurting the Chargers in fuel position potentially you're taking up points off the board for them. And we're not going to blame them for this game, but like there hasn't been a game I felt like this all season. And we never do this, right? Like we're not, we don't go and look at the referees after the game. We save it for the end of the show. But my God, was that bad to have that crew officiating that game that way on primetime football on Sunday night football, inexcusable by the NFL. That was an embarrassment from the officiating crew in this game. And it just has to be better because that was just bad. But. Today is just a day. We will be back with you guys, of course, as we always are tomorrow. Your team every day. Tomorrow we'll get into buy or sell, you know, playoffs out the window at this point. You know, Chargers not winning out with the team that they currently have right now. So many things to talk about. So much to look at as far as what the future is going to be for this team. So we'll get in that tomorrow to make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. You can also find the show every day on our social media. You can find us on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers, on our Twitter at Lockdown LAC, and our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Dro Talk SD if you want to see his unhinged post game clip that he put out there. That was pretty funny. But we appreciate you guys, as always, coming and supporting us, especially after these tough games like this. Make sure you're back here tomorrow where we talk about what's next.
for this team. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.